if you don't mind a little homework on the weekend, do me a favor and try to fill in the blank here. You know it's a big game for West Virginia this season when blank. I stumped you there, didn't I? That is maybe the hallmark of West Virginia in the 2019-2020 season. There is no singular individual statistic or trend that can describe the rise and fall and rise again of the Mountaineers from unranked and overlooked in the preseason to the cusp of the top 10 to on the bubble to rounding that corner of, uh uh-oh, you don't want to see them coming down your street in the postseason. West Virginia ends the regular season with a 12-point victory at home against Baylor. And of course, we might have actually found our answer to the question. And the word or the words to fill in the blank. You know it's a big game for West Virginia when... It's played on ESPN+. This is the fifth time the Mountaineers have played on the Big 12 now. Streaming platform, both games against Baylor, both games against Kansas, and one against Texas Tech. But at least we have a proper bookend here, and the Mountaineers are sent off into the madness of March with a dozen points between them and the team that spent more time than anyone else at number one this season. Hard to think of a better way to go out for the Mountaineers. You probably wanted to play them just five days ago. You definitely are not as excited five days from now. This is a team that needed wins, but this is a team that also needed wows, if not for itself and its fans, and certainly for the selection committee and the opposition. And that's because West Virginia has a style. And if you can just forgive my silliness for a minute here, try to follow me down this road. It was kind of a throwback performance today. Physical, not pretty, but action-packed, exciting. And you would watch it again or something like it again. You would watch a sequel, a trilogy, a franchise, right? If it was similar to this performance. And it had all the action and all the edge-of-your-seat moments that this one had. And by and large, this was an exciting game for West Virginia. Down 9-0 early, up 11-9 right after that. A lead at the halftime and a flourish at the finish. And it reminded me that West Virginia has a style. West Virginia is basically Liam Neeson. Tough, revered, but really excels in one particular role. There's going to be violence. There's going to be fights. There's going to be pushing and shoving. High contact, highly enjoyable. And when West Virginia plays in character... It's really good. It is worth the price of admission. And you would watch it if it came on TV on a Saturday afternoon. But when West Virginia steps out of character, it looks something like Love Actually. But we saw West Virginia at times at its best on Saturday. And when West Virginia is at its best, it has a particular set of skills. And that is why we are taken by what we saw at the Coliseum. Baylor is a little shorthanded, obviously. No Tristan Clark on Saturday. Mark Vidal was a game-time decision. So a short team was even shorter, and West Virginia went at that strength. That's a hallmark of a good team. If you can do something that disarms the other team, you flaunt your ways and you win. If your strengths are stronger than the other team's strengths, that's good. But if your strengths are just inevitable and you're going to overtake the other team because it can offer no defense, 
That's a pretty consistent formula. The problem for West Virginia is it doesn't have a whole lot of those strengths to fall on, but it's big and they can throw weird lineups at you and they get some momentum at home. I get that. But if that ball is going inside of the post and if you're getting beat over the head and the boards, you really don't have much of a chance against West Virginia. And perhaps the best thing here for West Virginia was this game reached a moment in the second half for sure where it just seemed inevitable that West Virginia was going to pull away and it was only a one or three point game at that point but you just felt that the Bears couldn't cover up they couldn't keep deflecting these punches they couldn't keep their elbows above their kidneys and body blows were going to add up and they were going to be in trouble and golly that's what happened too many passes inside to Derek Culver to Oscar Sheway too many second shots on possessions that ended up with Jermaine Haley making layups or Emmett Matthews dunking along the baseline and when you add all those things up and guys get in foul trouble because you can't keep them away from the rim or you can't keep them off the boards on either end you're running out of people and you're running out of fouls you're running out of time you're running out of energy and you run into a wall and West Virginia blew through that wall with a flourish that we have not seen from them very often especially late in this season here a monster monster sequence with signature plays by Haley and Matthews, McBride and Shibway. Those two engaging in a can-you-top-this-dunk contest. Shibway pivoting in the post, palming the ball in his left hand, putting a poor guy on a poster. And then McBride getting a guard's dream, seeing the lane, a runway, nobody between him and the basket. A dunk that, for the first time in a long time, tore the roof off the Coliseum. Baylor calls a timeout. It's really over at that point. West Virginia threw its punches, landed them all, and was good to go. This is a team that was at a crisis of confidence at one point. Confidence is high now. Look, when you can play like you did in February, go 1-6, and six, you struggle against Iowa State, even though you win. But you still overcome some adversity. You play your way. You press and pressure trap and make the other team play hard until they lose their legs that's a good formula that's a west virginia formula you win you come home it's senior night it's a lot to look forward to guys are getting engaged before the game and you realize you know what our best will be good enough again today and then it is that's great so i'll bore you with the seating scenario some other time not right now the fact is when you listen to it it may be new to you it may be old news but if i start Dealing with hypotheticals now, your eyes will roll back in your head. You'll go somewhere else for audio entertainment. All we know right now is that West Virginia cannot be the number seven seed in the tournament as I speak into this microphone. And that's all that mattered on Saturday. The worst thing that could have happened was a loss combined with some other losses. And the Mountaineers are playing on the first day of the tournament. Because this is a team that has a chance. I don't care. It does. It's easy to throw dirt on this team's grave right now because of what happened before. But it makes it easy to forget that this team is still capable of beating anybody it's going to run into. Look, if you see Baylor in the semifinals in Kansas City, are you going to be scared? No. Well, Baylor? Probably not, but it's a much more even game than you thought it was when you woke up Saturday morning. The Mountaineers can beat anybody in the field. We haven't seen Kansas fall to the feet of the Mountaineers, but those haven't been embarrassing games. And the path to the championship game, which is the ultimate destination, no matter who is there, is easier now. Three and three is better than four and four. Let's not project too much and pretend that all the problems that played the Mountaineers 
are gone because the other team was shorthanded and didn't have quite enough. While Mountaineers had an emotional advantage in the home crowd and a great, great support system. But let's not overlook the performances. And what happens now? They're still not instilling confidence in everybody, but more now than before. And it's easier now to win a couple games in a couple days and see what happens. And we have reminders now that when West Virginia follows the script and shows off that particular set of skills, things can be good. Again, still. We didn't see a lot of stretches where Culver and Shibway played well together, but they played well. And when you look at the points and the rebounds together, the sum is good. That matters. Culver has turned into a sneaky rim protector. He's much more aggressive and effective as a shot blocker now than before. And collectively, their performance is good. We mentioned this not too long ago. If you put their numbers together, points and rebounds are surpassing the 20s and pressing and chasing the 30s. That's good. How they get there maybe doesn't matter as much as the fact that they got there. How many points and rebounds do they inflict on the other team? They can play well together, but if you can find a play to keep one of them, a way to keep one of them on the floor for 40 minutes, that's West Virginia's way. Not how they won the game. They won the game today because they got points on players who had the score. Shibway being one, McBride being another, Matthews being a third. A lot of points at the free throw line today, too. Something else this team had to do. Not a lot of points at the three-point line. This is a team that's kind of going that way. Not making less, even attempting less. 4 of 11 today. Free throws are good. Made 15 of 18 down the stretch. Three-point shooting, just 4 of 11. Kind of exercising one demon. And you're not letting the other one affect you. Baylor tried to make the foul strategy work. Didn't work. McBride, Matthews, McNeil, Shibway. Step to the line, make their free throws. 24 out of 34, and if you take away Culver... Which you can't. It's 24 out of 28. Culver was 0 for 6. Missed the front end of two 1-1s. Obviously that has to get better before he becomes a target. But his aggression certainly played into the problems that Baylor encountered with foul trouble. They couldn't keep him off the rim. They couldn't keep him off the glass. He was catching. He was rebounding. He was drawing fouls. And those things add up. And that's what West Virginia does. Player spotlights. Again, let's go beyond the front court. McBride. Nasty dunk. Memorable. 3 of 7, 12 points, made his free throws. McNeil. Made a 3 early. Missed a wide open 3 at a big spot in the second half. But goes 6 for 6 at the free throw line down the stretch. 34 minutes plus 19. Excuse me, 24 minutes plus 19. Best plus minus. And you wondered if he played that much. High intensity game, high pace, back and forth. Didn't score a ton. But he held his own on defense, made his free throws late. Earned his 24 minutes. Taz Sherman played just seven. It's a good sign for McNeil. And a good sign for West Virginia is Emmett Matthews. He banked in a shot from the right side early, and he's left-handed. That's hard to do. He said he didn't really see it. There was a hand in his face, but thought he had a chance to put it up and in, and he did. Started to bounce around after that. It was a high-low in the first half. The Bears pinched the post. Gabe Osaboyan goes outside. No one's going to guard Matthews out there. Of course, you're going to double-team Sheboy instead. Overlook Sheboy. No one's guarding Matthews. Matthews going to make a three. 
when Shibuya takes two defenders. From there, he was good. 6 of 11. 18 points are encouraging. Got to the free throw line, dunked twice, tried another, and had it blocked. Those are encouraging signs, but he took 11 shots. That's good. It's a good sign, at least. Played 32 minutes. Bob Huggins said he felt this might be coming. He practiced well. He'd shot well. He'd worked on things. They were signs, and he showed them off. If there are players on this team that you can wave a magic wand over and say, he's going to be good in March, voila. You don't have to worry about inconsistencies. You know he's going to automatically produce results at a level enhanced by the magic wand, but is reliable. If you could do that to anybody on this roster, I don't think you would do it for anybody else but Matthews. He's kind of a unique presence. He could play the three. He could play the four. He could be a matchup problem at either spot. He can make threes. He can drive and finish. Today, he played really, really good defense, too. The question here is, do we believe it? We have seen a couple of performances where we thought he was coming out of a shell, and we were celebrating nine points or eight points. Yay, he's back. He even once said the slump is over, but that was two slumps ago. But timing is everything. And here's a guy who was successful late in the regular season last year and then in the postseason. Got himself ready for March without any experience in that area before. Well, this time he has experience. And he's got himself at least pointed in the right direction at the end of the schedule. It's a good omen for West Virginia. And overall, nothing really goes wrong, certainly when you win. And you don't have to play the first day of the tournament. And a great day. A great scene inside the Coliseum. Senior day before the game. Two managers, Logan Rout, Jermaine Haley, and Chase Harler, all part of the senior ceremonies. They all start together, but before the game, they all come down the carpet. They get framed jerseys, they hug the head coach, and then Harler proposes to his longtime girlfriend, Lindsey Baker. She says yes, of course, congratulations to them both. They've been dating since eighth grade. Harler chooses senior day to pose the question. That's all that really matters about his performance. It was always going to go downhill from there, so let's not dig into his stat line. It was a big day for him, and you know it's a big day for all of us when it's on ESPN+. Plus. The guys from Barstool Sports, big-time recruits, Lonnie Galloway, Jeff Postis, all in the crowd. And imagine if you squander an occasion like that and lose the game or maybe win but don't have as much fun or as much style as West Virginia did today. A team that needed smiles and signature moments and got them. If you're only as good as your last game, it's never more true than it is in March. And this is a pretty good way to step into bracket play. That's all for this time. I will see you next time for Earsports.com. I am Mike Cassazza.